0: And maybe this is a form of trauma, like we can't let go, we can't let go of this of this hood life mentality because it's baked into us. It's a form of trauma. It's the only way we feel comfortable. Like a like a veteran soldier coming home back to a, a soft bed. They can't sleep at night in that soft bed. Money? That all night! That all night. All right. Um. So, what we have here is a situation. If you don't know, we lost a rapper. Take off from the Migos, and it's sort of surreal to hear this because, like, when I think about the Migos, I'm thinking about some of the safest rappers, like in today's current site, guys, right? Like these were people who had like The Migos have snacks in Walmart and Targets. Like they they're in 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 primetime commercials and their music is featured on primetime commercials. Like they're they're considered safe. So when I so for me to hear a story about one of them being shot or killed is is mind-boggling to me. Because as much as the Dirty South rap persona is of them, it's not for them. These are, th- these ain't the ones. But here we, here
1: we are. Breaking news from the music world. NBC News has just confirmed Takeoff, a member of the popular rap group Migos, has died. Takeoff, whose real name is Kirshnik Ball, was shot and killed early this morning at a bowling alley in Houston. Two others were hurt. NBC News correspondent, Marissa Parra, is following this for us. Marissa, thanks for being on this breaking news for us.
2: So we just got a statement actually from Ball's lawyer. What does he say and what else do we know at this time about the shooting? Right, this confirmation is just coming into our newsroom. I want to take you to his words. This is coming from the attorney for Takeoff. And you're going to see this in just a moment. She said, quote, Takeoff was not only a brilliant musical artist with unlimited talent, but also a uniquely kind...
0: it, it is not is, that, is That's the thing. It, you're so right. Thanks for joining. You're so right. It's like, why, like, on a Monday night, on a Monday night, you're at a bowling alley, private party, like, no security, the security is light, pe- like, and then you walk out and there's pe- there's enough people there to approach you. My my question and this is gonna it's gonna cut it's gonna build up, but let's just get the facts. But this is the thing, like the proximity at which people can reach you needs to be well defined. When you're on this level, when you have a certain when you've acquired a certain level of of lifestyle and living, my ability to walk up to you should be minimized to a. To a, to, a, to a finite exclusion. The fact that random people can walk up to him is mind boggling to me. The fact that he wants the persona of him to be, exist, like if you've ever seen a picture of um, Money Mayweather and his four massive bodyguards, that's that's how I envision people of wealth and extreme importance being protected because you don't pay them to take away from your image you pay them to keep money in your pockets and this is and this is the news for it up here so I have the updates on this so Based on the reporting that happened, this was a private party and, and he was shot outside on, on the left side of the building. Based on it, on that information and looking at the information that there's, that means, and this is crazy, that means one of two things happened. One, he either walked up to, these group, to this group of people and insisted on playing with them and this escalated, or... And we won't know until we get camera footage because the footage of him leaving is what's going to be most important. Or he happened to be within close proximity of when this dice game escalated and he just happened to be in the crossfire. Once again, three people were shot. But for him to have been shot twice, he got shot once in the neck, left side, and once in the head. That's If that's crossfire, that's deliberate crossfire. That sounds like an attack on him, like specifically. And and if I'm just being real, you want to play dice on the street? You can do it legally. There are casinos where security and everyone plays by the rules. Everyone has their fucking shit checked at the door. You just can't continue to do this, this, this hood rat shit with your hood rat friend. You can't do it anymore. You have to just let some of that shit go there there's no way in hell you're telling me in a place where casinos exist where you can have literally your best friends your mates brought into a private secure area that you're on these streets doing shit like that it's just i, I, I and that's why i don't want to believe that he was involved in the dice game i want to believe that takeoff was a constant, like was just was was literally just caught in the hood I just want to I just want to just want to believe that he is a consequence of being in the hood. Because there's how much money 60,000 600,000 how much money could you have wanted or lost that you that you, two bullets was worth it? Nah. Ain't no way.
1: It's that easy to replace my old floors?
0: And it's on sale. <sighs> these fucking commercials the thing that I need people to also understand about this situation that man leave it don't love it and we going and we go we're gonna get to some reactions about
2: this i've
0: I've seen the footage of this
2: about approximately 2 34 a.m officers received a call of a shooting in progress officers arrived there shortly thereafter the location is in the downtown location. Billiards uh, Bowling Alley located at 1201 San Jacinto Street uh, here in the downtown area Once officers arrived uh, they came upon a, a male who was deceased uh, That male has been identified as Chris ball Better known as takeoff and He's a, a member of the Migos uh, rap group out of Atlanta And I want to pause again because sometimes the hip-hop community gets a bad name. And I know and evident from this city and people who I have a personal relationship, a lot of great people in our hip-hop community. And I respect them. But back to take off. I got many calls from Houston and outside of Houston. And everyone spoke of what a great young man this is, how peaceful he is. What a great artist. And I'm calling up on everybody. Our hip hop artists in Houston and around the nation. This statement pisses
0: me off. You're calling on the hip hop artists to do what exactly? Make a song about how Takeoff got shot? Maybe. No, you're probably calling the hip-hop community to make a song about how to stop gun violence. This is a dumb statement from this officer, and it only feeds and harbors this nonsense idea that art correlation has something to do with our violence in our country. Hip-hop, black people, white people... Movies, video games, comic books, sex, drugs, Hispanic people, Asian people, white people, blue people, people eaters. None of that shit matters because there's only one common denominator in gun violence in America. And it's gun violence in America. This isn't any this isn't a, one particular thing. Poverty, sure, but this is a cultural thing. Here in America, we like violence. We, it's killing each other is a, is a national pastime here. We are the only nation, only civilized nation who has this problem. You can go anywhere in the free world and find America is just brimming to kill. We, we, it, it, we killed and slaughtered people to get this land. We will kill and slaughter people to end this land. It is our full arc. There are 17 guns to each individual in America. You only got two fucking hands, my guy. This is totally a gun issue. So you can have this conversation with artists. You can have these meetings with these people. It's not going to mean a damn thing. It's not going to mean a damn thing. Because what you're trying to acquire or what you're trying to conform or prove is that this is... This is a uniquely special issue here in the rap game co- community. It's not. And it's a horrible talking point. Dare I say is a, a racist one too. But we're going to get into that. I want to talk about... I want to talk about... I want to get a word from, a take from Deion Sanders, who I think probably has the most prolific take, but he's also wrong.
1: I'm just sick and tired of the consistency of people that are influential to you are leaving us consistently. That's our rappers. Takeoff was right, murdered in a a dice game in Houston, where we're going. So that eliminates all y'all leaving that hotel because it ain't happening until I give you further notice. So, um, whatever her name is, whoever she is, parents, everybody, they gonna come to the hotel to visit you because y'all ain't leaving. Sooner or later, we gotta start changing our addresses, guys. Yeah. That's an analogy to saying, I know we this, but we ain't that. We
0: yeah. gotta... This right here is is what are we talking about. You gotta change your address. You can't take the hood with you. There's no situation where you can take the hood with you. You put you put in all this work. You talked about it in your songs, how you want to get out. You made it out. And you still worried about Daquan and Uncle Pookie. You can't take everybody with you. We see it way too often. You can give them the tools to pr- get out on their own. But you can't give them the rope around your neck. To hang on to. It just doesn't make any sense why you would do that. You have to leave the hood behind. And and this goes to take like once again. There's there's no situation where you should be out with those with that group of people for what reason? And maybe this is a form of trauma, like we can't let go. We can't let go of this of this hood life mentality because it's baked into us. It's a form of trauma. It's the only way we feel comfortable. Like a, like a veteran soldier coming home back to a, a soft bed. They can't sleep at night in that soft bed. Imposter syndrome. Maybe we don't believe we deserve peace. Because we've had to struggle and survive the whole time. I I really want to know what this is. But this is unique to Amer- black Americans. Because as Nigerians or immigrants to this country, minorities, those minorities act totally different. And I think we know why. Listen to what he says here next.
1: I'll leave that behind that we once did. And that's what you guys are. Now you guys are Jackson State royalty. You ain't no
0: man. You're not whoever you were a year ago. You're not who you were a year ago. We, you are royalty. I remember being in college when the Eagles came to my my classroom to pick me up, interrupted my classroom, pick me up, and everyone's jaw dropped. Everybody was went on and. Whole nine yards. And I got a text from a girl saying, don't think you're special now. And I was like, but I am. I'm bigger. I'm stronger, smarter, faster. I'm better. I am better than you. And back then, I didn't like to embrace my arrogance because I knew it wasn't for me. I had improved in myself. But now here today standing looking at the masses. Yeah. I was right. It's weird. To want to behold yourself to people who can't keep up with you. I don't explain myself to people who can't keep up with me. It's weird for me to talk to you like that. But. We always aspired to thinking we were the answer. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't partake in this, "woe was me idea. And this is not discounting or discrediting the fact, just because I've never been brutalized by police doesn't mean I don't know what they're capable of doing. Doesn't mean I'm not willing to speak up for the other people. But at some point, we have to like, not necessarily come to terms with it, but just come to terms that we're not going to be affiliated with the image that the world has of us. Right? We're not going to let the definition of what they have in store for us define us. I chose to be royalty. You're not even who
1: you Thanks for the follow, Barry, right now, which is a blessing. But you can't continuously do the things you've always done and expect to get the results.
0: This is a saying that I live by because that's the definition of insanity. But more importantly, on my resume, on my resume, in my header, the words, I move with a sense of urgency. I got that from football. And there's something fucking poetic about looking in the background of this speech and seeing in that those that document on the on the board there should be a sense of urgency which requires commitment and expectation is the, the path of success is not for the weak it's just not designed for weak people it will test you it will grind you it will it will force you to find a new level of focus. But only people who are focused will get it. And the thing about it, the worst thing you can do is after attaining a certain level of focus, becoming distracted. And that's and that's just the vibe that this takeoff situation gives me. It's like, bro, you were they they playing your commercial during primetime television. You have adjacent white people who know nothing about your lifestyle smiling with you in commercials eating your snacks that are found in Target, Whole Foods and Walmart. And you want to affiliate yourself with that? No. No. We, 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 we separate yourself. And maybe it's because, and God bless Coach Prime, because I would have paid money to have someone talk to me like this when I was a kid. I would have prayed for it. And this is not a bash to my coach, but they just didn't get it. He gets it. And it's because he's not beholden to anybody other than his players and himself.
1: It's gonna have to be a change. All of us have gone through drastic changes. Here we coaches. Have we coaches? All of us are still evolving into what God has called us to be and that's change. You cannot kick it with the same dudes you kicked it with.
0: Leave you cannot kick it
1: with the multitude of women that you kick it with. You There's cannot associate influence. in the same realms that you associate with. You're going to have to change. If you expect change, you can't do it. It's going to come to a time. They can talk about you. They can mock you. They can ridicule you. They can cuss you out. They can clown you, whatever they want. But you're gonna to have to separate sooner or later. You're gonna to have to disconnect sooner or later. You're gonna to have to. So get that in your spirit. I'm 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 sad because it just seems like it's always us. Mm. But we want to say we matter. We want to say we keep it in one hundred. But
0: it. And I'm gonna push back on this because now here's this third person. We first had the police chief. We have Deion Sanders and even Lee Merritt, the lawyer from out of Texas, all bring up this quite, to be quite honest, racial talking point. This is a debuff to the Black Lives Matter. Basically saying, how can we say Black Lives Matter when we're killing each other? And this is a really bad talking point to get people from focusing on talking about the big major issue. The one common denominator in all gun-related shootings. We live in a country where Children in schools, the most, de- children in churches, the most sacred place, the, the thing that is most precious to American life right now is children and religion. Because they took away women's right to decide if they're going to have an abortion to save a child, and they'd be damned if this isn't a neo fascist national state. These two things are located in the same place and a third thing came in and killed them in the place. Children have died in churches, in schools and we throw our hands up, what can we do? There's nothing we can do. And similar to those people who are lobbying for these types of things, these black men are falling into this trope. Don't tell us about the stats of us killing each other. Tell us how we keep killing each other. Focus on what is really the root cause analysis here. Because the guns seem to be the only common denominator. He brings up, our lives matter. And you'll hear people say this too. Oh, black people are super violent. This has been disproven Hundreds of times since 2018. And this is all this is stats here is going to be able to tell you is that you kill in proximity of where you are. So if you live in close proximity to white people, you're going to probably be murdered by a white person, or vice versa, you're going to probably kill a white person. More than likely, you're a white person. These are things that these are stats that we just know. If you're a black person in America, more than likely, you live around black people. So the chances of you getting into a fight, more than likely, is going to be a black person. And if you flip this on his head and change it to anything else, it doesn't make sense. Oh, if you're a black person and living in a black community, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to be shot by it. You're, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to be buying bread from a white person. What? But you said I live in a majority of black people. Yeah. You said most of the black people work and live with them. Yes. So why is it hard for you to believe that? What? You see how it doesn't work? This is a proximity thing. The problem is guns. It's always been guns. This nation was built on death. And it will end in death. And the fucking history books in 400 years are going to be wild. Because they're going to say some reckless shit like, wait, you mean to tell me 200 years ago? When we could see other countries didn't have the problem we had, that we just continued to throw our hands up in the air and say, what What are we going to do? What, what are we going to do? Thanks for the follow, uh, Pink's, <laughs> Pinksy, I believe. It, it, the moment we decide to do something about the gun issue in America, the sooner we'll be able to fix this. But talking about black-on-black crime or Black Lives Matter, that's just for the birds.
1: It's always us. Now we lose another soldier to some bull junk that when we look back at it, the gentleman gonna say that now his whole life changes because now he's incarcerated or murdered uh, in in a consequence of what transpired because you know how the game is played and I don't want y'all playing that foolish game because y'all are valuable to your families, friends, loved ones and you are valuable to us. Alright, let's think about that. Let's pray
0: for the families. I ain't got no I ain't no time. I ain't got no time to dig food. Let's go get it. Yo, I just want to clap it for your boy Primetime. The guy, he's more than a coach, man. He I would have paid money to be in that room. As somber as a situation that is. Those guys, those men, those young men, they would have never gotten that conversation from anybody. I prayed to find a leader like that as a young child. As a growing man, like in this society, not a knock to my coaches, not a knock to my dad, none of that. But they just didn't get it. They didn't know what I was going through. They didn't know what it was like to be so powerful in a world that hated to see it. And and the and I can't and the image and the thought keeps can black men die old? Yeah. But you gotta change. You have to get away from the stereotypes portrayed for you. There was something super humbling about being the only football player, sorry, second football player with a science degree. And it's not strange. Of all my football playing friends. They all did well for themselves. But I don't use. Half the strength they use. To sustain the life that I'm living. It's not fair really. I just really want to see. Like. The prosperous version of us. That doesn't involve mourning. Because, like, the Migos, like, you just don't envision any. Like, what? Why them? Why him? Why takeoff? Either way it goes, there's a bunch of stuff that needs to come out still. <sighs> we need the details, we need the camera footage, we need everything. We need to know what happened. And to be quite honest, you know, everyone needs to just be on high alert because there are hurt people out there and hurt people are going to find a way to vent. Don't become part of this vicious cycle. Uh, Rest in peace. Take off.